Blog Talk Radio. Oh, fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word, the big one, the queen mother of dirty words, the F-dash-dash-dash word. something that I love to stick 
Mary with list. Uh, <laughs> top five list. Sarcasm. Yeah, and if you've heard this show over and over again, you know that every once in a while, the kind of theme with some things that are going on, we kind of have our own top five, and it is tough to do a top five. Top ten is too easy. Uh, top five really means that you had to, like, put some thought into it and make it a definitive list. So this hour, or before this hour is up, we will present to you I think last week we talked about, and it brought to mind this, last week we talked about our favorite Christmas songs, songs that got us in the holiday mood. But now I had the idea today of doing your top five list of songs that you can't stand around Christmas time. (laughs) I know, now, I I do not. Mary and I have not discussed our list. We have we have not told each other what we picked. We will find out toward the end of the hour. And I told her that I guarantee that we will probably have maybe three out of five that match. We'll see if I'm correct. But to get some old business out of the way, uh, well, not really old business, but uh, some new business, um, we will be here on Friday nights, <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> um, next weekend, pretty much kind of a little bit of a busy weekend, and I guarantee you that starting in January, next week is the last full week of the year. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. We are going to be hitting 2020 with some vision next week. Not next week, following week. Yes. But see, that's the last show of the year, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Last so, show of twenty of the decade. Last of the decade. show of the decade. Yes, of the decade. Um, so pretty much throughout that weekend, uh, we will kind of look back at the year that was. And I know um, I like doing – everybody has their own year-end list, so – I'm still it's still in the development stage, but beyond any breaking news that may happen between now and next week when we do meet again, we will have our yearly show picking our person of the year and of course uh, a lot of other awards and other things that we give out if we were to give them out. So stay tuned to that next Friday night. And then on December twenty ninth, um I will have a four one one lounge and um if you follow us on Twitter, you actually know who it is, but I will tell you right now. Uh, but if you wish to join me, uh, December 29th, mark your well, mark your calendars, set your clocks, because <laughs> uh, it's going to be at nine o'clock Central Time, which is a Sunday night. And here's the thing: you have no excuse because. Sunday night football, well, it is week 16 of the NFL season on that day. There is no Sunday night football because it's the last regularly scheduled season of football, and all games end after, like, 6 p.m. There is no Sunday night football. No excuse not to join us. But um, I guess uh, will be uh, adult model Danny MC. She will be joining me 9 o'clock Central, Sunday, December 29th, don't miss it. I can tell you right now, I've been talking this week. We've got a lot.
lot of big shows coming up in January and February. Now that I got that out of the way. <laughs> um, I feel like I should get, like, any, like, old business. Do, do you have any old business to, like, take care of? Oh, gosh, nothing old. No, um, I'm trying to think. I have new business. Well, it's not really new ongoing business, but that's going to be stuff I'm going to be hitting up in January when I finally have a uh, website to go to to steal people's money, donate, donate, donate kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be January. Yes. No. Um, in, like I said, in January, um, I'm hoping to have the website set up and ready to go for January and have the link ready. Um, but I will be shaving my head. I'm going from hair to bear. Um, if anybody actually looks at any of the pictures that I have up on Twitter or Instagram, um, uh, my hair hits about mid-back, and I'm going to be shaving it off for kids with cancer. So I'll be doing that for St. Baldrick's, or yeah, St. Baldrick's, and then I will be donating that hair to Wigs for Kids, and I'll be collecting donations to go along with that for when I shave my head. So um, I think the goal was a thousand dollars. Um, I'm sure we could probably blow that out of the water, but we'll go with that. We'll we'll see what we can do. But once yeah. I get that website up, that'll be something I'll send out to the world. That's our goal. We're definitely going to be sharing that across our platforms everywhere because we want to make sure that we help such a great cause. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, like I said, we'll have more in the coming weeks. I cannot believe I, You know, I can't get over it as I'm, like, saying this because it seems like 2000 started just a week ago. And it is the end of the decade, and everybody has their own, like, end of the decade list. But we'll get to that a lot later. But, of course, we get to the crux of our top story. But this one kind of bothered me. And Mm. um, (laughs) for the interest of transparency, we had quite a few topics this week. One topic uh, that I wanted to go with, and at the last minute, I held off on. I did only for the fact that, yeah, we do do serious topics, which we're going to cover here in a minute. The other one was more of a sports story that I kind of have a feeling. Here's the thing. I wanted to discuss, and I'm bringing this out to you, our listening audience. I wanted to discuss the situation with Michael Vick being a uh, being at the honorary captain at the Pro Bowl. Not going to do that tonight. I just want to tease you with that, but we're not going to do that tonight. Um, it's something that we feel will probably be almost an hour in itself discussing. <laughs> and the reason why I pulled it the last second pretty much had to do with the fact that I didn't want to do something that well, this other story is heavy, but I didn't want to do something as heavy and as controversial right around the holidays because we're trying to, like, after this first story tonight, trying to go on a lighter note going into Christmas. But I want to get your feedback if you want to provide it online. If it's something that seems like it's a lot of, like, feedback, maybe perhaps we'll bring this back up, uh, well, maybe before the Pro Bowl. We'll see. Uh, I know everyone has an opinion when it comes to the topic, and I'm not going to go into all of it at hand, but I just want to get your feedback. So you can always hit me up at News Comment PTR on Twitter. Uh, 
you can hit Mary up, but not with that story. <laughs> uh, she is over at Lua. She, you Mama, can, right? but I'm not going to answer you. Yeah, she's not <laughs> you can answer. totally hit me up with that story, but I won't answer. That's a that's a non-answer. I will it's I will defer. Yeah, so don't, don't hit her up with that story. Hit me up with the story. If it's something that is of interest to you, we will discuss it in an adult manner on this show. But if not, we will not. We'll table it. But this story kind of made me a little mad. Well, I mean, it made me mad. I mean, not a little mad, but mad. It involved Harvey Weinstein. And I'm going to be careful here for legality purposes because there is a lot of things that were, quote, allegedly, and you can pretty much tell the motion that I'm making right now. Um, But disgraced Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein drew swift condemnation after he said that he feels like a, quote, forgotten man in a new interview in which he lamented what he sees as his legacy after being accused of sexual assault and harassment by dozens of women. He told the New York Post, page 6, in an interview published uh, this past Sunday, that he sees himself as an advocate for women. And he says, I made more movies directed by women and about women than any filmmaker. And I'm talking about 30 years ago. I'm not talking about now when it's Vogue. I did it first. I pioneered it, he says. I feel like the forgotten man. His comments drew quick and immediate backlash. 23 women who have accused him of misconduct released a statement Sunday night condemning him. And they said, in quote, that he's trying to gaslight society again. He says in a new interview that he doesn't want to be forgotten. Well, he won't be. He will be remembered as a sexual predator and an unrepentant abuser who took everything and deserves nothing. The women who included Ashley Judd and Rose McGowan uh, added to that statement, and they said, we refuse to let this predator rewrite his legacy of abuse. And lately, on his way out to court, he has been uh, shown uh, with a walker, and Stacey has been suffering from a back injury, and he did this interview to prove he wasn't exaggerating his medical condition. And then on top of all of this, um, for those that have uh, also uh, heard that he also has settled uh, out of court on uh, with dozens of women who accused him of uh, pretty much preying on them, and most of them could be uh, compensated from a pool of about $25 million bucks. But the thing to that is that it's paid out by an insurance company. He will not have to pay a red cent. Um, you kind of read the statements yourself. You saw this, and you know this history of this whole story. And I think you saw the picture of him coming out. It's amazing how people who were once uh, – what's the word I'm going to look for here? People who were once high and mighty, all of a sudden when they get accused of something, all of a sudden look frail and uh, <laughs> like they're not long for a right. <laughs> how mighty um, the How the mighty have fallen. Pretty much. So I guess um, what did you think about this story? I think it's – oh, God. Okay. I In in order to not get my mouth washed off out with uh, – what did we decide it was? Palm olive? Um, mm-hmm. It's a, lo- a load of horse manure. It's – oh, my. Okay. Um He's not going to get forgotten anytime soon, and we all know that. It, he's, but what he wants to be remembered for and what he's going to get remembered for, I think, are not 
not necessarily totally different things, but they aren't, they're going to be linked, but on opposite ends of the spectrum. There's, there's so much there that I wish I could just strangle the man. Stop. Okay. Just stop. The, the best thing you can do for yourself right now is to fade. Like do your best to like you that whole Me Too movement that everybody got in, on board on and everybody was like, oh, no, no, everybody, the Me Too, like even the, the whole spectrum from the people that are all, all for Me Too to the people that are on the other side going, oh, everybody's like, Me Too, you know, like everybody's doing it, like freaking out about it. Every person on that spectrum, the reason that we're doing the whole Me Too wherever you fall on that spectrum is because of that man, Okay. So, I mean, when it really boils down to it, he was, whether or not, whether or not it's your definition, at least in my definition, he was a sexual predator. Um, And he made people uncomfortable in their own skin enough to come forward and say they were abused. I'm not going to make any kind of statement about whether or not he did it. I'm not going to say that he was right. I'm not going to say he was wrong. I'm not going to say any of those things. I'm saying he made people, 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 not just women, people so uncomfortable in their own skin that they felt abused. Hmm. And I think... He doesn't want that. He wants to be like, hey, I did good things. No. Yeah, you may have done good things, but that one bad apple, you did something stupid, and you got caught. This isn't like you had a story career and you stole a candy bar from somewhere. This is (laughs) you had a story career, but you did something really, really bad that overshadows all of that good that you stated that you did. It's it's awful when you have a great, yeah, it's awful when you have a great career and you, and you stand on the backs of people to do it. Not Mm -hmm. just, not just get lifted up by people because there's a difference. There are people that do stand on people's shoulders to reach the heights that they reach in their careers, but they do it in such a way that they're being lifted up by those people. He was clamoring over top of people to do it. And using his position as an advantage to, I mean, allegedly, using his position. Allegedly. As a, allegedly. <laughs> the one that legally gets in trouble. <laughs> but using that position right. allegedly to further his own uh, private taste, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I said, like, he made people uncomfortable. Yeah. In a huge way. <laughs> In a and huge way. You started a movement. <laughs> you started a movement. Be proud. Modern proud. And it amazes me. Don't think that, that's a movement you want to. No. <laughs> it just amazes me that, you know, I, I'm not sure if he has, like, press agents or people. He's a smart man. I don't know if right now, while the heat of all this is still going on, you want to paint yourself, quote, as a martyr. Because that's what you're kind of doing. It's like, hey, you know, I did all this good stuff, but I don't want to be forgotten because of this. But to do that is belittling and pretty much uh, 
putting the concerns of your victims and casting them off to the side. And if I'm his handler, after I smack him in the back of the head, we'll pretty much just say, A few times. Shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and that's the other thing, too. If you know that you did good work years before, you know, while people will remember that, like you said, they're going to remember the bad part more than the good part, which, if all of this is true, is well-deserved on his end that we remember the latter years and the things that he did because you don't do that. But to put yourself as this, quote, yeah, I did this long before anybody else did, and I think that I should be acknowledged for that at a time when you know that you are being looked at for something bad that you did. Like I said, it just kind of like makes him look like he's not caring about what's going on. And it makes it look to me as an outside observer that you have not learned from all of these complaints. Exactly. Exactly. So that is where the issue lies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know where this is going to go. I'm more, I'm more pissed at the thing that he doesn't have to pay it out of pocket. That it's coming from insurance. Yeah. Claim. <laughs> I, I don't know how you that's, get away with that, awful. but I guess I wish all of us had like an insurance claim besides auto to pay for something that we did wrong. But <laughs> apparently, he knew he was going to need it. Oh yeah, he had it written into his contract. And that's another thing. Yeah, that's that's that even brings up more eyebrow that you had this in your contract to protect yourself. So right, you 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 had the foresight to protect yourself in case this happened. Yep. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it is. So, by the way, if any of you are uh, college football fans. Go to show to you that the show is live because it is Friday night. Uh, North Central College of Naperville, Illinois, has won the Division Three football game against University of Wisconsin Whitewater at the Stag Bowl, forty-one fourteen. So there you go. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> yes, yeah, so if you're watching uh, football, on even Friday though they were night, rivals to Aurora. Yeah. <laughs> weren't they? Uh, weren't they rivals to you? Oh yeah. Or were they like? Well, sibling? same area. Same area. But um, yeah, it kind of looked like it's so funny when you watch the difference between D three, D two, D one football. It's like D three guys are all like small, stocky guys, and <laughs> you remember the you remember the old Nintendo game was it RBI baseball, where they hit the ball and it's like a little <laughs> oh, stocky God, here guy. Here we go. Like, Squabbling the first. <laughs> That's kind of how the football players look. But <laughs> Somebody's going to come sorry. knocking on your door from D3 and be like, what you think? Hey, you know, people wanted me to play, but I couldn't. I had bad ankles. So I'm a short, scrubby guy. I probably look the same way. So Short, short and scrubby, yes. Yeah, because I am so tall. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of college, see how I did this? Um, ah, very nice transition. I know. Thank you. <laughs> not, not my first time. 
Um, <laughs> teenagers, <laughs> according to the Chicago Tribune, don't use email. Colleges do, and that's going to be a problem during the college admission season. This shocked the heck out of me. Because as much as teenagers are uh, on phones and are tech-savvy, there's one thing that they're not, and that is email-savvy. The story comes from, like I said, the Chicago Tribune, and it uh, talks with a few different people, among those one young lady who never uses email. And when the 18-year-old started applying to colleges this year, the crush of messages flooding her inbox made her stop checking it. She said she got 10 emails a day just from two colleges. And she says, if I go a week without checking, we're talking about 100 emails easily from schools I'm not even interested in. And email is not the default for most teenagers, but it remains the primary avenue for colleges to communicate with prospective and current students. That can be an aggravation for a lot of college-bound teens and their families at the time of the year when schools send critical admissions and financial aid information mostly via email. And what's been happening as I won't really read through the entire story, but while parents are used to being the main source of important information about their kids, the college application process marks one of the first times when the communication has to go directly through the teenage applicant. If students aren't in the habit of uh, you know, sifting through their clogged accounts, they could be missing looming deadlines to do notices to compete their applications and announcement about financial aid, scholarships, and awards. There's been plenty of nightmare stories out there about people who have missed it because it says, hey, if you're applying to 10, 15, 20 schools, there's no way that you're going to get everything in, and something's going to slip between the cracks. Um, I know this story probably was of great interest to you because you are the mom of a teenager that is a year or so away from starting to do this process. Um, Too late, already started. Oh, well, yeah, it's already started. <laughs> um, already started. Uh, one of the schools here locally is a Google school, meaning that all the students have their own Gmail accounts, and around 90% of teachers are using Google Classroom in their instruction. And pretty much um, it's starting to be as to where a lot of schools are trying to get students more into the emailing business here. And, you know, I – personal transparency, I used to be, in my previous life many moons ago, a college admissions counselor. And at the time when I was a college admissions counselor, a lot of it was by a simple phone call, a lot of it was by mail, never by email, very rarely by email. Uh, You know, and we used to send out, you know, the flyers and the postcards and the letters, and a lot of it went through that way. And when Mary and I went to college, uh, you know, we got our acceptance letters in the mail, you know, and it would tell you the next steps. You knew when you got that big packet that more than likely, hey, <laughs> you were getting accepted and these were your next steps. But now because of this whole situation and students missing things, uh, there is also something, I guess it's called the Common App, which can be used to apply to hundreds of colleges and Important emails, you know, hopefully kind of get, like, sifted in there. But do you think that in some way, even with this technology, that there should be probably some easier way to maybe facilitate this? Or should schools continue to, uh, I guess, do it through the email process? What do you think? 
What's easier for you, I think, um, right now as, you know, someone who's going through this process? We are getting flooded by mail and by email. And because we knew this was going to probably happen, and I think people that get uh, overwhelmed by it are the people that didn't go through the process themselves or didn't have parents that may have gone through the process. And I don't want to say recently enough to, to remember the process because that's not true either, but, you know, that they don't quite recall how tedious the process was. Um, I was very involved in the process. For me, um, my parents couldn't afford to get me to college, so there was a lot of me getting on top of it so that I could make sure that I could get into college and, and you know, further my education. Um, so with my teenager, I knew it was going to be as soon as you start putting your name out there saying I'm looking at colleges and these are the colleges I'm looking at and you start showing interest in any one of them, all of them are going to be coming in. And you're going to be getting emails and phone calls. And Well, we didn't get phone calls, but we're getting emails and, and postcards and packets. And it's all the time. So we set up a um, uh, shared email account between her and I so that I could also go through and see what's coming in that she's either A, ignoring, or B, just deleting um, so that we could kind of sift through that. But it is a lot. There, I was very surprised at how many you do get from the different colleges. Um, she is a junior, so she only gets a few now. But, yeah, there's a lot. Easier? Absolutely there should be an easier way. Um, what that easier way is, um, give everybody a chance to go to college and not have to do this. Universal education. Um, no, that's, that's kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, there's going to be an easier way. Is the way to go. No, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> like, honestly, there's a, lot, there's a lot of things that need to be revamped with the education system, but that's a whole other show. Um, there should be an easier way, but unfortunately there isn't yet. Um, but the kids that do get overwhelmed, the kids don't have emails. They're not used to that. They're used to uh, DMs and, you know, instant messages or whatever, snap, snaps from Snapchat. Is this Snapchat? That's a show on my age. Snapchat stuff. <laughs> like stories. There's the words I'm looking for. But, yeah, like that's what they're used to. They're not used to having to sit down and read an entire book of things that is going on. Like, hey, here are your deadlines the attached, and then you open it up, and it's a 200-page document. That's not something they're used to. Hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's very different than what you and I went through. I had mm -hmm. people calling and stopping by my house. You know, that was, that was a personal visit. Like, you're going to come to our school, right? Not an email going, do you want to come to our school? Just, hmm. yeah, odd. How about you? What do you think? You know what? Here's the thing, and I have a feeling that my multi-million idea is probably going to get taken, but I'm going to offer it anyway. And if you do decide to use it, please give me credit. But here's the thing. We do so many things online. Instead of going email, well, see, now that I'm thinking about it in my head as I'm talking about it, it could be a slight issue, but I think it's the best issue. If anything, you also have to deal with privacy rules too, so you got to keep that in mind as well. Oh no, I know I know the privacy rule thing, but this is what I was thinking mm -hmm. during the. I always said that 
the best invention that probably ever came out, and people are going to laugh, is the Domino's Pizza Tracker. Domino's Pizza Tracker tracks, of course, if you order from Domino's, wherever you're at, tracks your pizza, tells you from the point where your order's taken to the point of when it is being cooked to the point of when it's left door and how soon it'll get to your house. Every university pretty much has its own website. Why not have a uh, website within the site where once the student applies to your college, they have a particular login that you provide to them, and that way, if they are accepted, when they log in using that login, it will either have by PDF or by however you want to do it, an acceptance or a decline. At that point, now you have your online checklist. First, you need to file for your financial aid. Hey, here's a uh, link to the FAFSA website. Then once you do that, once they have it, checks it off, they'll take you to the next step, so on and so forth, where everything is on that special login site through that page. I don't know why anybody hasn't ever used that because it's a lot better than going the email route because, yeah, emails get lost, but at least if you have applied to this college, and I know some people apply to 10 schools, 12 schools, but at least at this point, this is a little bit more streamlined and you're not going to miss uh, email. Everything's on that one page. And that way the school's able to track it, you're able to track it, so if you're missing something, you know, at that point, then, yeah, they could either call you or however you want to be contacted, you know, and that way you're checking the the little login site in your tracker as to what you need to do so that you're not missing out on any deadlines. That's my thought because what do teenagers do? They go to different websites and they're on you know, everything else, and if they're not using email, at least they can go to the web back through the school again and log into this, you know, enter a website where they can see all of the things that they need to do in their acceptance letter. And if you want to print it out and show your parents and everybody else, that's cool. PDF, you can copy this and print it out. Otherwise, it's right here. Welcome aboard. We're done. I'm just throwing it out there. A lot of students, well, let's back that up. Um, I know of at least one uh, community college do they still call them community colleges anymore? Mm-hmm. Smaller college, um, a local college, college that does whatever, uh, that does that currently. Like not not necessarily like a Domino's tracker, but it has one main page, and it's got um, it looks like um, what's a good, it looks like an app. You hit a button, mm-hmm. like there's a picture, and you yeah. hit the button, and it get, takes you to your courses, it takes you to your registration dates, it takes you to your times, it takes you to your grades, it takes you to your transcripts, who your advisor is, and there's different things that you can, and it's called like my and the college thing. So I'm just going to say Mary University, so it's going to be my Mary you, you know, or whatever. And so there is a local place that does have one like that currently, and I know this because – it has been used in this household. So, yeah, 
and people are thinking I think about it actually, you are. I, I think that's a way better thing than just email. I mean, if you're not going to do email, I know that you're at least going to go online, you'll log in, and, you know, the you thing can is, look. Are they really going to get online and log in? I think hey, if you go to Snapchat and log in, or if you go to, you know, anywhere Snapchat else and log in. Snapchat is an app on their phone that they don't have to log in. Once they're in, they're in. I know they same don't have to log Facebook, in. Same with Facebook, same with Instagram, same with Twitter, same with whatever. So. <laughs> right. So, you right. Know. And they ask you for an email. And how many kids have an email that they actually have that they can but get I their login? I wouldn't ask for an email. Password. They would have like a specific, um, just one setup as to where it's provided by the school and maybe like uh, something. How are they going to get their password if they lose it? You can just. Call the school. You can just call the school. Or you could provide information at the time that you were logging in, and if you can remember it, <laughs> something simple, like, hey, uh, some simple question that they would know. Favorite singer. If you don't have it, I mean, if you I, mess it up, I'm giving you the I, I hear where here. you're we'll, going with this. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear where you're going with this, and it's it's a like, great idea. There's some, there's somewhere some background along the way. in there. Yeah, there's some there's some details that need to be kind of. Smoothed. It could be fine. I'm not saying it's the be all end all, but you can at least start that way as to where you're not doing an email, and you can find a way. Hopefully, whereas it's not reliant upon email, if it might be even something as to where you might want it sent to your text, and it's all done via your phone. I mean, I can't think of a simpler way because you get text messages from your friends. So, you know, if you set up a phone number at the time, um, all you have to do is just you or your parent set up your phone number and have the parent as a backup one. So if something happens, you put, type in that phone number, and it will send you the new login. Done. Not using the email. <laughs> so I don't know. We're avoiding I don't emails know. for teenagers because emails and teenagers don't get along. And I was Except for when you get into the workforce, that's the only way that people communicate. They communicate by IM and email. Darn it, mm-hmm. teach these kids how to use things. Sorry, I'm just being, I'm just being smart ass right now. Hmm. Wow. Uh, the other story, oh, by the way, uh, you're listening to page one. I'm Lavar. That's Mary. Uh, where have you been, Ooh. by the way? <laughs> uh, this next story kind of surprised me, but it didn't surprise me because in this age of social media, speaking of, see, you like how I'm like kind of connecting the dots on everything here tonight? Uh, in this age of social media, this story came out, and uh, well, first of all, let's do a little background. Uh, Barstool Sports, if you've never heard of them, a uh, popular website, um, has videos, does a lot of things, but like from a sports point of view, but a sports fan's point of view, if if you know of them or you know people from Barstool Sports, you know that they pretty much don't get along with the NFL. NFL doesn't get along with them, but that's a different story for a different day. Anyway, a Detroit area mother had no idea that she says, uh, that someone was recording her and her son 
at a restaurant in Detroit. And a couple of hours later, she found out uh, that this person sent a video to the very popular Barstool Sports Instagram account where it pretty much caught fire online. Two and a half million views, and it had over 3,000 comments, uh, said Alyssa Frangadakis. I hope I get that correct. She added that most of those comments were hard to hear. An example of those, bro, your mom is an attention whore, and she's a real whore on top of it. These are actual comments from people. (laughs) And child to have such a crap mom. One comment said, this kid is going to be a future mass shooter. She added, reading another. They go on and on. It just turned into a thread to facilitate slander and shame parenting, basically, she said. Uh, She's now going after Barstool Sports with legal action. It's a social media group with 7.5 million followers on Instagram, known for posting entertaining videos to some. It started with bullying me and shaming me, and then it got really nasty to my son, she said. Uh, Her and her 9-year-old son, Brennan, have a food blog on Instagram. And last week, where they were dining at a sushi spot in Shelby Township, someone took a video of uh, Brennan snapping a picture of his mom. The user adding the quote, phone and mom eat first. You know the drill. The teen who took it sent it to Barstool Sports, who posted it on their Instagram and website with the added comment of mommy trying to find a new daddy. Uh, Frangadakis said this happened so quickly, I didn't know how to control it. She emailed Barstool right away to take it down. She got no reply. And it wasn't until her attorney sent the cease and desist letter within 24 hours. The video was off the Instagram account, but not the website. Uh, a lawyer went on to say that people need to be aware of your life in the social media age is always on display. But you can always do something about it if you feel you're being exploited. She said uh, she's most upset because her son saw some of the comments. A tough lesson, she says, prepares him for the world we live in. It's just not fair that this happened, but I wanted to bring awareness. Uh, Fox 2 out of Michigan, who actually reported this story, tried to reach out to Barstool for comment, but they didn't hear back from him yet. And they are still trying to get the video taken off the website. Uh, First of all, Barstool Sports, not sure really how your nine-year-old was on there looking at the comments. But uh, it's a different story for a different day. Um, This is a scary thing in this new social age that we have. Where everyone with a phone recording device records what they see, things go online, and of course, of course, things are going to be said. I guess my validity question here is because it was out in an open public spot, does she have the right to have it taken down because of words that come from other people? I think that's the question I want to put out there. Well, that's not what's happening. Um, What the deal is about this is she has the right to have them take it down 
because it's a company using an image without permission. If this was just hmm, technically, you know, you know you're not the issue of where I'm having with this because it's not public. I you know hate how many... the word technically. I hate the word technically. However, yeah. every single person that posts something on Facebook and there is a different person in that picture with you that is not your immediate, I, I hate saying subordinate, but um, uh, uh, like if it's your child or your family member, um, and even then, they, if the family is not getting along, they could do this too. But um, if it's not somebody that you're directly related to and have direct control over, so like I can give permission for, or Morgan can give permission for her 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 um, her voice and her image. Um, however, if she's in any of my images, I can as well um, because of. Uh, because of the way that everything is with us. Um, whereas if I had a picture with, say, you, I would have to have your permission to post it. And now, luckily, most of us have pictures with people, and and it, that's I'm going to post this on Facebook, and everybody's like, okay, done. You got verbal, you got verbal approval, done. You're you, you actually did what you were supposed to do. Um, the minute you post a picture or a video or a voice recording of someone without having their express permission to do so, you are in the wrong, regardless of anything. And that's every single person. So if I take a picture with LeVar and LeVar, you say, I don't want that up on, on anything. I don't want that posted anywhere. You do not have my permission to do so. And I post it anyway. LeVar, you could sue me. And I'd be liable. So now, the way that the law was written in the U.S. Now, does that mean that people who had their pictures taken as quote people of Walmart can have their pictures taken down from different websites? Yes. Or people who are at baseball games and might get into a fight with somebody have that video taken down from YouTube or somewhere? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Now, are they? They probably don't realize that the law extends to them as well. Um, they don't. They don't realize that the law extends to personal as well as um, professionally done um, video, voice, and um, photographic whatever evidence. I was going to say evidence, but that's not the right word. But um, yeah, yes, absolutely. The people at Walmart, if they don't want their picture up there they can absolutely go to the people at walmart.com and say you have to take that down. And they have to. People in Walmart will have to take that picture down. Or they are liable and they can get sued. Absolutely. The way that the law is written currently for U.S. copyright and, um, and it's and not personal space, but it's, um, it's like a private – oh, God, what is, the, what is the term? I can't even think of the term. But there's a term specifically for that. So yeah. Interesting. I uh, so yeah, and that's why I said the question of her just because somebody said something, no, but because she saw it and doesn't and did not give permission for that to be up there, 
that's where she can. That's what she well, actually can handle. What I got from it was that it was because people said something, and it wasn't a flattering light. And here's the thing that you got to remember. And I, I, well, I get it. Varsity sports. If you read any, even for the president and CEO of Barstool who does videos uh, and does pizza reviews, if you read all of the things that are said about him on there, it's pretty bad. But Barstool is one of those websites, and it sadly has become how the world has become, is that people hide behind screens and say what they say. Mm-hmm. Um you agree in the whole thing of having the video taken down from the Instagram account? If they want to do that, that's fine, and hopefully Barstow will comply and have all of it taken down. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it makes me wonder that now that she's known and she does, quote, her own reviews online, if it's not going to follow to where her site is. Because now it's pretty much out there. Now these people are savvy and will follow her over to there. So it makes me wonder if she's even going to be doing that anymore because the same comments that were there will probably now fly over there because people are pretty brutal when it comes to online, and I've seen way too many um, trolls, because that's what I'm going to call them. They're trolls online saying the stupidest things to get a rise out of people or sophomoric because pretty much that's the crowd that follows particular sites. And, of course, when you have a sports site in question that's doing something like that, yes, you're going to get a lot of jerks in. Uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, uh, a lot of jocularity that follows on these. And I hope Barstool does the right thing in taking it down. But it also is one of those things where it is scary because of just how much you don't know when someone is recording you. And I don't even know why this young mm-hmm. man decided on this particular day to record this kid taking a photo of his mom. He might have been taking it so that she could, you know, do some type of photo shoot for something or do something else. He didn't know. And he's taking mm-hmm. photos. Like, that's just scary that somebody has time like that to waste their time to take video and then submit it to Barstool. Really? Mm-hmm. So, so I found – keep going. And I was like, to me, it's just like it's so childish. And that person, too, that recorded it needs to kind of have a little bit of that responsibility on them themselves because uh, hopefully they are outed <laughs> because this is a learning lesson for everybody that – you know the thing that you, things that you're going to put that person through by posting that on a site such as that. And I'm not harping on Barstool. It, hey, it's a great site. I, I watch some of the videos. I watch the pizza reviews. Love them. But I also see the comments, and it didn't surprise me that it happened on that site, but it, ha- it can happen on any site whatsoever. But, yes, uh, it makes me wonder that if something like this happens now, what happens with other videos and things that, get posted online and well I found I found the um, I found what I was trying to figure out it's called fair use Um, Mm -hmm. there's the fair use also includes like there is a there is a there is a um, a provision where if you are taking uh, pictures in public places it's not illegal to have somebody else's photograph 
unless there's an expectation of privacy. So if that person was like in a, in a uh, public restroom, they had the expectation of privacy. So taking a picture of somebody in the restroom, bad. If you're in the, you know, like at the Grand Canyon, they walk past your, their, you know, your picture at the Grand Canyon, it's not illegal until you do something with a commercial use to it. So once, once that person took the video of that woman, it was fine until he put it onto a business web page. Now it's a civil issue where you have to, um, you're using somebody's likeness for commercial use without their permission. So they didn't sign a contract, they didn't get compensated for it, but that's a civil penalty, it's not criminal. So because it's civil, that means it's just suing them, it's not like somebody gets put in jail. Gotcha. So there you go. See, I knew I'd find it. It just took me a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you that was that. coming. You, needed you, you wanted to do that so bad. Yeah, I, I did. You knew it was coming. Hey, we got a few minutes left. I want to make sure I get the – we had a lot of other stories tonight that we're not going to get to, but I wanted to get to this because Christmas is coming up. You don't know how badly tonight I want to do a Festivus show. I couldn't go this entire show without mentioning it. Festivus is Monday, uh, December 23rd. Happy Festivus. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. So – Hopefully you have your Festivus polls. Hopefully you will be able to do your airing of grievances and feats of strength. Just don't hurt yourself. <laughs> um, but last week we talked about our favorite Christmas songs. This week, why not do the opposite right before Christmas? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of you are Christmased out. I haven't even really heard any Christmas songs on the radio. I've avoided the radio like the plague. Um Probably this weekend I'll probably play some, but really haven't done it. But I'm going to go with you first. Your five least favorite Christmas songs. You had to go with me first, didn't you? Um, all right. First. So, <laughs> we have a lady in the show. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so. Uh, I'm gonna try. I tried to put them in the order of the most annoying or the least annoying, but still hated to the most annoying and really hated. And I'm glad I don't have to hear it kind of thing if I don't have to. So I tried, but not really any particular order. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Um, that is by Gala Peavy. Don't like it. It's annoying. There's a no. The the sound of her voice just drives me up the wall. Um. Happy Christmas War is Over. I know a lot of people like this one. John Lennon, Yoko Ono, Plastic Ono Band or something like that. Depressing. Don't like it. And on top of it, it's like, really? Like, really? This is what we're doing? Um, Blue Christmas by Elvis. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) No. If you're going to do anything, give me the Hawaiian song. Um, Christmas Shoes by New Song. That's a more mm. recent edition. Um, that's a really depressing one, too. I don't like being depressed at Christmas time. And then my all-time, I don't really want to hear it. Because it's been overplayed. Is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Mm. I just, there's 
something, I think it's just because it's been played so much and pushed so much and everybody's like, woo, and she can't even sing it anymore. And it's just like, oh, no. Um, There is one song that I absolutely love and I absolutely hate at the same time, depending on who's singing it. And that is Santa Baby. I absolutely enjoy the Eartha Kitt uh, version. Um, I think it's fun. I think it's sassy. As soon as Madonna tried to remake it, I wanted to stab somebody in the face. The Madonna um, that one is my was on the worst list with the hippopotamus one. As a yes. prediction, I was wrong. We did not match any of our five most hated. Really? Um, the five that I did not like, like, don't at me in no particular order. Grandma got run over by a reindeer, Elmo and Patsy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but as years go on, it's it's a novelty when you first hear You're like, oh, man, it's funny. But it's kind of like, really? Grandpa didn't care that much that Grandma got killed. Uh, he went and drank and ate and had a good old time. And yeah, it just, yeah, no. Um, it depends on your grandma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jackson 5 made my list. And I will. Really? I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. I don't know. There's just something so corny about the song the more I listen to it. And it's like, really, Michael, you're that uh, oblivious to the fact Naive. that that was dad that mom was making out with. Yeah. And then you're going to be a snitch. It may her. not have been dad. It may not have been dad. You may have been cheating. <laughs> mom might yeah. have been a hoe. Hoe, hoe, hoe. <laughs> And I think the uh, little musical part in between was, like, so 70-ish and, like, it's so corny. Yeah, that made my list. Um, <laughs> Eight Days of Christmas by Destiny's Child. I think the entire song is I don't is know that I've heard like, that one. But yeah, it's bad. <laughs> the Probably why one, it's not on my list, but I haven't heard it. Yeah, the second one, Lord Forgive Me. Everyone knows that I am the ultimate Beatles fan, but Wonderful Christmas Time by McCartney <sighs> and Ringo. Is not good anymore. <laughs> I think because I worked at a job that used to play hated, music over like speaker, and I always heard mm-hmm. it. And the more I hear like the synthesizer and like the other things, it's like, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the last one, um, Jingle Bells with the Barking Dogs. I'm over it. <laughs> See, those ones are low on my list, but those are not my top five most hated. So they're not yeah, the most hated, but they are they are on the bottom. No, except for Grandma Rant got ran over by a reindeer. I love the parody song. Rusty Chevrolet. I mean, come on. Dr. Demento. Um, I love Grandma that got ran over by a reindeer. I, I, what's the other one? Walking around in women's underwear. Like, I love the parody songs just because it's so... Well, because of parodies, and I, I just like the fact that somebody's going to be going, somebody's going to be singing. They're going to they're going to hear the tune and start to sing the regular song, and it's like, nope, and no. <laughs> but yeah, the barking dogs one I can do songs. without. I will not. Barking play that. dogs one I can. It, that's a that's a that's a low one. It's if I hear it, whatever. If I don't hear it, whatever. I'm not going to lose sleep over those ones. But yeah. <laughs> It's all um, on my list, but it's not like. But then there's that that eight days of Christmas. I saw that I saw that on a couple of different lists, and somebody else said that to me too, and I've never heard it. So I'm not gonna go out and listen to it, but I'll just take y'all's word for it. Hmm. 
Yeah. Um, any closing words for the folks out there? Um, enjoy your people that are surrounding you. Please take a moment. Breathe. I know it's a crazy holiday season and Christmas is coming up fast, but there there are people that care and want to be around you and don't worry about the stuff. The stuff will be there regardless. And have a very Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, same to you. Have a very happy Hanukkah. If you celebrate Festivus, happy Festivus. Whatever you celebrate, happy holidays. And, um, like, my heart goes out to you all for being part of my little family. There. Oh. <laughs> uh, to all of you folks out there who listen, and, you know, one of the things is that uh, we are always thankful for you uh, for listening. And, of course, I thank you every week. But I got so much to say, and I thought so much about this today, is that, you know, Christmas reminds me a lot about Thanksgiving as well because it's one of the lone times of the year in which it seems like the world stops for a moment. And they reflect among things that they hope can happen throughout the year. I always kind of wish that that hope and that level of love and pretty much a need to be together radiates throughout the entire year. Uh, You hope that the lessons of Christmas radiates throughout the entire year. Hopefully it does for all of you. And I couldn't echo the sentiments more of Mary where I would say is this Christmas, whether you have a day off, whether you have the next week and a half off, take that time in trying to not only make yourself better, but making others around you better. It's the best gift in the world. It doesn't cost anything, as they always say, to be nice. It doesn't cost anything to, you know, either give of yourself or to listen. Because this time of year, I always tend to think about those who have either lost someone this year, uh, those who uh, are going through things. Even if you have a few minutes on that day, you don't have to call and say, hey, Merry Christmas, but you can call whoever and just check in on them. Say, hey. And while you're out here this weekend and while you're out shopping, please exercise a little patience. Be kind to your fellow man. And on Christmas Eve, which is pretty much one of the biggest party nights, by all means, please don't drink and drive. If you drink, there's Uber, there's Lyft. I hate hearing stories every year, especially on Christmas Day, of something that happened the night before because someone exercised poor judgment. And I hope and pray that your Christmas is a wonderful Christmas, and I can't thank you all enough for listening. I can't thank my wonderful co-host enough for being here throughout the year on this show, and we will be here into 2020. But we'll be here next week to wrap all of this up with you this weird, wild year and look ahead to next year because you're going to be amazed at a lot of stuff that's going to happen in 2020. But for now, relax, enjoy, and be calm. But thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Good night. Bye.